Hi, everyone. Welcome back for episode 49 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have the show for you. That's fucking right. <laughs> Feeling oh, powerful today. Yes, I forgot to breathe, and I was like, I gotta get through this. <laughs> I was like getting kind of lightheaded. I was <laughs> giving the spiel. This week, we're doing a, a full spoiler review That's right. of uh, the satirical horror film, The Menu, mm-hmm. uh, from last year. It was one that we kind of talked about a lot, uh, even talked about it here a couple weeks ago when we did uh, our like catch-up episode. We just didn't get to, to fit it in, and so we were like, yeah, we're not. We're going to go do it this, this yeah, week. Yeah, with Anya Taylor joining it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Like an old thirsty hound dog. <laughs> Shout out to Meat King. If anybody's <laughs> never watched that, you got to watch that. Oh my God. He's got some great stuff. It's not for kids. No. Nope. Neither are we. So that's true. Uh, before we get into the menu, we uh, have to talk about some updates on the day before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sons of the Forest changing the release. <gasps> oh. Netflix's plans for password sharing. What? Just, just oh. hang in with me. The next internet horror story that's headed to the big screen, and James Gunn and Peter Safran's roadmap for the DCU. So, if you're ready to talk about all of that and more, actually, there's not much more than that. It's that uh, before the menu. Let's jump into it, baby. You ready to jump? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about some of the forest, and I really don't want to know. Well, you're going to find out. No. <laughs> all right. So, starting at the top with the day before. So after its eight month delay that was announced uh, and kind of some back and forth flip flopping, uh, will they won't they kind of stuff, they just kind of surprisingly dropped a 10 minute gameplay trailer. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'll let you talk after here. Yeah. I was pretty underwhelmed by it. Um, The game looked relatively empty and boring for me, Um, but I'm also not I'm not super hyped for it. So I might be coming at it with a negative lens. Um, it, it just it just seemed incredibly bland to me. The action looked pretty unenthusiastic, um, and, and I was like, "Man, for a game that was supposed to come out in a, in a month originally, right? Just I don't know that this is a game that I'd want to play, right?" <clears throat> but what what were your thoughts on it? My day was ruined when I found <laughs> out when you saw it. Yeah, yeah. My appetite was spoiled. Yeah. It it was disgusting. <laughs> it was foul to watch. I was insulted. I have nothing but gassed this video game up. Yeah. And watching this gameplay footage, like, you don't see any other people in it besides your teammate, which... Air quote. Right. You yeah. know, so, and that was supposed to be, like, one of the big things is, like, other people. Yeah. You know, so to not even see one is... Yeah, some human-on-human. Even if it's, like, an AI or if it's somebody else from the game, you know, just show it. Yeah. And they didn't do anything besides, like, walk. Mm -hmm. And, like, it doesn't look like... And there was that weird moment where they, like, the game looks really kind of undetailed in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, like, polished, but not... But not... Like, shaded? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe? And, And then they go into a house and do, like... Full weapon full, customization, yeah, like which is like super it, it, but in it, depth. But I say that, but it kind of also looked like um, the weapon. I don't remember the the full like name for it. Maybe like the weaponsmith. I don't remember what the. Mm. But from 
um, the more recent Modern Warfare games. Okay. Where it's that style of like, here's your gun and here's the, the attachment points mm-hmm. and things like that, uh, which leads me into a later part of this, this story. I'll let you finish your thoughts. But then, you know, even when we do, even when we do encounter into the zombies that are in there, mm-hmm. they're not like a big threat. No. Like they're mowing them down pretty easy. Yeah. So it's like, especially in the, the first trailer that they showed with all the zombies in the mm-hmm. tower, mm-hmm. you know, and so like I was expecting more. Like hordes. Something like that speed. Yeah. Um, at least for the inner city. Yeah. But, you know. We, this is our first look at gameplay in 10, like, I think it was like 10 months. Yeah. If not more. I think it was the first gameplay we'd seen since 2021, actually. Yeah. And, yeah, we didn't see any customization to, like, buildings, you know, anything about cars. Character. Characters. I mean, nothing. And so it just was a big letdown. Yeah. It was a big letdown. Yeah. To be radio silent and then announce a big delay and then go, but here's what we've got. And it feel like not much. Yeah. For as long as it's been, air quote, coming out. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So the subreddits, the Twitter pages, and like the Discord servers that are kind of dedicated to this game, whether it be like on an official standpoint or like a fan base kind of uh, mm-hmm. standpoint, have all become like kind of filled with people either confused about the purpose of the game or just kind of mocking its unoriginality. Yeah. Uh, where like, you know, there was a lot of hype. I mean, at, at one point in time, this was the second most wish listed game on Steam behind. Um, the Hogwarts legacy. Mm-hmm. So to come second to something and it'd be one of the largest franchises in the world, <laughs> not bad. Right. right. Um, now the, the wrinkle on this thing is okay. So people call it a scam, right? Potentially like this feels like it's fake. It's yeah. a scam. It's not real. They haven't asked for money. There's been no crowdfunding. There's not been any like pre-orders available or anything like that. So it's a weird thing. That's the, that's part of the like confusion is okay. If it, it feels fake, right? It feels like this isn't happening. But why is it fake but if they're not scamming they're anybody? They're not making any money from the scam if it's a scam. So what's the scam? Or is this just... Are they just, just scamming at the scam? <laughs> or is this like a like a Chris Pratt meme? You know, like at this point, I'm too afraid to ask, except they're just like they're too far into this, and now they feel like they can't back out, you know? Who knows, right? But one Twitter account, uh, Force Strategy, posted comparisons from the trailer and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold Wars Zombies Mode trailer. And when I tell you it's striking, I mean, it is, I'm going to show you this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're going to go, my God, it's the same. It's, it is the same thing. So he posts screenshots of what he's referencing, but there was one section where he has like video side by side comparison. And it is like, here it is. (laughs) So which side is which without reading the bottom? Honestly, I probably would have said the quality black ops on the left <laughs> nope that's that's the day before yeah so that's an interesting thing right and there's been some people in his like replies and stuff that are kind of like it's an homage it's a reference or right you know or whatever but the consensus is no it doesn't feel like a reference that feels no. like a ripoff and then he goes on to show uh further down let me show you other like uh, marketing materials mm. that are compared to other games, marketing materials. And it's like, first of all, I mean the, the easy comparison is the, the naming scheme as well as the font, as well as the poster is the last of us. Yeah. Right. 
So that's an easy one. That's more like, okay, how unoriginal, right? That's, yeah. that's derivative. But then it turns into, here's one of the screenshots that uh, they're using heavily. Uh-huh. And here's a very famous screenshot or, you know, highly used screenshot from The Division. I mean, even the framing is is very similar, right? Uh, and then further down, there was comparisons between a game called... I had them all pulled up, but then when I opened Twitter, they went away. I can't find them now. But there was several of those where here's a promotional screenshot for some, like, winter rescue game that Ubisoft makes or, or some other company makes. And it's showing, like, three Humvees in the snow. And then it shows the day before and it's three Humvees in the snow. And I mean, it's like even the, the way the Humvees are set up is the same where it's almost, I don't even know if these are real screenshots or if they are Photoshopped and doctored to ju just repurposing screenshots. Right. Which adds fuel to that fire of, is this real? But then uh, there's that second wrinkle of, if it's not real, what do they stand to gain by it? You know, cause they're not asking for money. So I feel like a fool. <laughs> Everything from the framing, and you can attest to this because you've just seen it, especially about the COD comparison. Everything from the framing to the color scheme yeah. is seemingly identical to the Call of Duty trailer, which has hopeful fans of the day before very concerned for the state of the game that was set to release on the 1st of March. And again, the strangest thing that I've seen is the point that they haven't taken any money. So if it's fake, why? Why? <laughs> Which just leads me, I just can't help but shake the image of somebody who's like, shit, people want this, and I've lost the bug for this. <laughs> like, they don't want to make it anymore, or it's harder than they thought it would be, and now they're just in. Yeah. But I don't know. I do not know. But I mean, at that point, I feel like if you reached out to some people being the second highest wish list game, right. you'd be like, hey, listen, like we don't or know what to do. It's the second highest wish listed game. Put it up for pre-order, or ask for crowdfunding. Yeah. If it's a funding issue. Because remember a while back, there was that story of them not paying game testers. Oh, yeah. Remember? Or they yeah, were like yeah. paying them in like gift cards or something of that mm -hmm. effect. You know what I mean? It was some odd uh, reward system. So if money's an issue, you've got a fan base that will pay you. Yeah. So I do not know. Is this like a weird tax thing? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's the what's the angle here? I don't know. But the more that it happens... The more interesting it's now it's becoming more like I can't I can't look away from this train wreck, you know, and that also seems to be the 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 like the vibes in all the fan pages is like this is taking a turn into entertainment on its back at its expense. What so, a shit show. Yeah. So on that note, N Night Games, uh, the developer of the Sons of the Forest yeah. has announced that the release of the game on February 23rd will now be an early access release date. So it's not going to be a, a complete version of the game at, at release. And their, their reasoning here, they say that this is in a move that the developer has made to prevent any more delays on the project. Um, the post on the Steam page for the game said, It has been a long journey since we first started Sons of the Forest development, and it's grown into the biggest and most complex game we have ever made. There is still so much more that we want to add items, new mechanics, gameplay balances, and more. We didn't want to delay it again, so we have decided to involve the community in the continued development of this project and keep our February 23rd release date, but instead release it in an early access stage. The Forest turned out to be a massive success due mostly to the awesome community and the suggestions and feedback that the bugs or, and bug reports that the players shared with us. 
We are really excited and hope that players want to come on this new journey with us to make this the ultimate survival horror simulator. I don't have a problem with that because the forest was an early access game. That's fine. You know, that's fine by me. Yeah. And uh, now I do wonder if the price point will be different. I fucking better be free. No, no. that's not how it works. <laughs> no. uh, but again, so I'll, I'm cool with them going, yeah, we are going to release this. It's sure. just not in a fully completed stage. We're hoping you can help us in some way with that, mm, whether it be financial or, you know, what better way to game, you know, bug test your game than let then to play it. Yeah. yeah to and... let a bunch of people play it. And I mean, not to draw direct comparisons to the shit show prior, but we have seen a lot of footage about this. We have a pretty decent idea of what I'm paying for. And already from the, I mean, I mean, I was ready to play it. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to buy it and play this game. Like you and I both have the, the time, time off. off. We're so going to we play, play it together. together. Dude, that was freaky. That was freaky. That was freaky. We do that shit a lot, yeah, like too often. Should we kiss? What? <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke. So, <laughs> just awkward eye contact and tension. Like, it's, it's, it's funny. It's a joke. So, anyways, this past week, Netflix unveiled its plans to crack down on password sharing. Mm-hmm. And people were less than pleased with them. Mm. The frequently asked questions pages for both the U.S. and the U.K. subscribers state that devices might require verification if they aren't associated with the Netflix household or if they attempt to access an account outside the subscriber's primary location for an extended period of time. Uh, In the countries where Netflix is already testing additional fees for password sharing, such as Costa Rica, the frequently asked questions states uh, that devices must connect to the Wi-Fi at the primary location uh, and watch something on Netflix once every 31 days at least. For account owners who find themselves traveling between locations, you can request a temporary access code that will last you for seven consecutive days. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. That's and, way too much. Yeah, and so people were not happy with this, right? There was a ton of, well, I guess I'm canceling my subscription. Yeah. I mean, this was making national news. Yeah. You had news sites talking, or news like channels, like, you know, uh, like a Fox News, you know, local news channels and further mm-hmm. talking about that, like, this might have flown 10 years ago, yeah. right? Not now. There's too many options now. Yeah. The market is flooded, which I think is part of the problem that Netflix is up against is, man, we're just not making enough money. And the the market's so saturated that they're not gaining subscribers anymore. Mm-hmm. They've, they've reached as many subscribers as they're going to reach. So how do we draw more subscribers potentially is, for example, my mother uses my Netflix. Mm. What if we just got her to pay for her own subscription is their mindset, right? But what they're going to end up doing is I'm going to cancel mine and my mom's not going to get it because either there's, she's not going to go through the trouble. Sure. She wasn't using it enough anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was a convenience thing, right? And I saw, I don't remember, I saw the clip on TikTok, I think, and it was from a, a news channel. Mm-hmm. And the guy was kind of going on a fucking tirade. <laughs> like, he was like this, you could tell this dug at him, personally. Because he was like... Personally, I yeah. wouldn't allow that. Yeah, I mean, he took it as a personal attack. He was like, I'm going to clue you in on something, Netflix. You are a convenience service, right? If you are inconvenient to use... I'm more nobody's going to use cancel you. it yeah. and I'm going to use one of the 17 million other subscription services. Yeah, there's what? Paramount Plus, Hulu, HBO, HBO. Hulu. I mean, you've got fucking AMC Plus. Mm-hmm. You've got every channel is putting out its own premium content. Yeah. Now. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, 
And I can't tell you the last time I've personally sat down and been like, uh, Glass Onion. Yeah. Was the last thing that I was like, I gotta watch that. Before I that, I don't know. The Adam Project? Yeah. And I only, like... I watched that once. And I only watched it once, and I only watched it for the podcast. That's true. So... Queen's I, Gambit. I, did I didn't, I didn't oh, watch that. Oh, I fucked hard on Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, and it's a case of, okay, so then maybe I reach a point where... Because, like, I've kind of fallen off of Stranger Things... Yeah, uh, I, I stopped after season two. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, maybe it's a case of when something like Extraction 2 comes out. You mm -hmm. know, If it's something that I'm like, I'm hearing good things about and I really want to see it, I might, you know, either sign up for, you know, reuse my email and sign back up for a week. And then I just paid 17 bucks to go see this movie. Mm -hmm. The three of us watch it. That's cheaper than going to the movies, right? Yeah. Or... Morgan's never had a fucking account. We'll use her email and get a free trial, right? I mean, people are going to find ways around it. If yeah. they really want to watch something on Netflix, there, they'll do it. There's always going to be loopholes. Yeah. And I just, I think that's where it's headed. So that is this of, the end of Netflix? Potentially. I mean, they might be bum, like just speed running the, the, the rise and fall. This is the beginning you know? of the end. I mean, I'd be interested to see how long Blockbuster was around before Netflix showed up on scene. You know what I mean? Because, like, was it a 20-year business that failed once it didn't adapt? I remember Blockbuster. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, like I just... The, I don't know. I like that, that was just a fact. I, like, I remember yeah. Blockbuster. <laughs> like, your just neurons were firing. Well, just, I was just thinking about it, and I was like... Man, like I I'm trying, I'm trying to remember like Blockbusters going out of business, and I was like, yeah. I really don't. I remember, you know, I remember being in Blockbuster, <laughs> like, but then I just remember no longer. It's like a fever dream. It's like Blockbuster was a thing, and then it wasn't. Right. I it's just, like VHS tapes. I don't remember when I stopped buying VHS tapes. Yeah. I just did. Yeah. Same thing with like that's just we're hitting that point with DVDs now. Yeah. So we're starting to just buy shit digitally. Yeah. Or not buy it at all. Mm. -mm. And just get it through your subscription service, which is a scary thought. Yeah. Because eventually we won't own anything. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Stop. I can't. We'll own a license for something, and when that license laps, you don't have it anymore. Which is why I got a disc version of the PS5. But that's another that's same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they got enough backlash off of this. Sorry, I kind of lost my spot when I was going on that rant. I got your spot right here. Whoa! <laughs> this received so much backlash that Netflix came out to say that these updates were updates were just released in error. This isn't actually like factual. That this wasn't <laughs> meant to go out, right? This was somebody posted this. This is like a work in progress kind of thing, right? We're still still still, still testing it out. Mm -hmm. Wasn't supposed to go out. Yeah, bad, huh? Yeah. Except, yeah. So some people were like. We heard these. We heard this news, and we called into like Netflix customer support, and they had answers about like. So when I do this, then what? And they had responses, which means they'd already been trained and briefed on these updates coming out. So right? you're lying. Yeah, and now they're trying to backpedal, right? And then uh, they uh, <laughs> they were like, "All right, we got to fucking patch this up." So. In what seems like a face-saving move, right? Netflix announced uh, some new features coming to their premium subscribers for no extra charge on that that subscription tier, which includes an increased number of download devices, so devices that you can have content downloaded from mm -hmm. uh, or onto, and it goes up from four devices to six devices, and uh, the available increased availability of spatial audio, 
on over 700 of their, like, they call them, like, top titles, uh, including shows like Wednesday and the movie Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. So apparently Spatial Audio is something that Netflix has created, which is, like, sort of like 7.1 surround sound without any additional audio devices. Mm. So I don't know how that works exactly, but they kind of described it as, like, a sphere of audio. So you can have more precise um, sound mm. in the room with you, sure. essentially. Don't know how that works exactly, but yeah, it's something and, that they're intriguing. rolling out. Yeah. yeah, but I do like that they're like, "Shit, we gotta give these people something for free." <laughs> they're getting pissed off, yeah. you know. And so I do think that it's. I mean, that it just feels like this is where it's gonna head eventually, mm-hmm. and they're gonna try it as many times as they can until eventually it sticks. Netflix is the first to go. I do. They, I think they so. just they ain't pumping up. Yeah. They ain't pumping stuff out like HBO yeah. does or Hulu. And, and I honestly think. I mean, it's it's classic capitalism it's a case of all these other businesses came out with with their own product right and, and are they out, just and are out do pricing they're out pricing netflix right mm-hmm. and they might be taking a loss i mean you figure disney plus is taking it's a major loss for disney right now oh yeah but if netflix goes out of business or better yet starts looking for buyers right disney's, disney's gonna hop like, on it you know, hey, I'll take a stake of that. You know, it might get gobbled up between three companies where they all buy shares in it. You know, and that's what happened to Hulu before it was fully owned by Disney. Because, mm-hmm. well, I don't know that it's fully owned by Disney, but like majority owned because they bought Disney already had stakes and then Fox had stakes in Hulu. And then when Disney bought Fox, they bought Fox's stakes in Hulu as well. How is this not a monopoly? Well, I mean, because there's so this part's not right. The movie industry is very close. The movie industry is like an oligopoly mm-hmm. where you've got three major houses that make films. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> that's fun. Right. But I, I mean, think about how many Fox movies have come out this year. How many Disney movies have come out this year? Not a lot. It's true. Right. Because they're all Disney now. And so it's all coming from the same pool of money and it's all coming from the, they don't want to compete with themselves. Mm-hmm. So they don't release the movies together. I don't know, man. <laughs> This, this turned getting, quick. This is getting sad. <laughs> yeah. This turned real quick. So, I this is honestly an uplifting story. Okay. Okay. Uh, this was one that was news to me today, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> you just read me the saddest shit it's out just, there. Uh, Kane Parsons has joined forces with A24 Studios to turn his viral YouTube horror series about the back rooms into a full feature film. So, the film is set to be directed by now 17-year-old Parsons. And is being written by uh, Roberto Patino. Kane Parson released a short film titled The Backrooms that was set in the 90s and was heavily inspired by the creepypasta of the same name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's since released over 16 short films in that uh, in that series or universe. Hmm. Um, and they've kind of got like a, a found footage. I don't know if you've seen the video, but it's got over 44 million views. His first one does. Um, and it's got a, a pretty decent quality of, of like editing and things like that where... It's 90s, got that film grain to it, sure. and it's handy cam, you know, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like this, you know, teenage filmmaker is out making a movie and then basically no clips and falls into the back rooms. Right. right? Well, the short film, like I said, was wildly successful. Like I said, it had 44 million views. And I'm just kind of excited to see, like, if he can expand on that concept and yeah. turn it into a full-fledged, mm-hmm. you know, feature-length film. Uh, but the production team has a pretty powerful, some people behind it. So, obviously, with A24 picking it up. Uh, uh, the likes of Saw and The Conjuring's James oh, Wan. Wow. So you know you got James Wan on board, uh, and the director of the Adam Project, Free Guy, and the upcoming Deadpool three is Sean Levy. He's one of the producers on this. 
and the most fun detail for me was that uh, production is set to start now, roughly, mm-hmm. like with the pre-production of writing and things like that, with filming starting in the summer because he's going to film it over his summer break from school. <laughs> I just love that. Like, what did you do over the summer? I directed a movie, like an actual movie, not like a movie that we're going to show at the local theater. Mm-hmm. I'm talking this movie's going to release in theaters. You know what I mean? Damn. This man's 17 years old directing his first like feature length film. And like, I was kind of talking with Morgan when I saw that news story, I, I kind of, I couldn't help it. I had to share it with her. Cause I was like, Whoa, even if he does a bad job, Still. he's 17. Right. This is going to open so many doors for him where it's like, Oh, well that was a bad movie. Yeah. But he was 17. He's got plenty of room to learn. As goofy as it sounds from infinity war, when uh, Loki's talking to Thanos and he's like, you know, I have experience on Earth. And he's like, mm-hmm. you consider failure experience? He's like, mm-hmm. I consider experience, experience experience. Yeah. There's a lot of truth behind that. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, even if you fail, it doesn't you mean you something yeah, you from learned. That. Yeah. And so I'm like, I really hope it does so well for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because what a neat thing to have. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's somebody who's passionate because he just released it for free as a short film on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I made this because it's something I wanted to make. Right. Right. And for it to turn into something potentially life changing for him is really neat that's really fucking cool it's like i said that's take it on the up right? that's cool and, and a24 is one of those studios that is still a i would consider a good guy right yeah. you know yeah. they're they're making movies for air quote low budget of like yeah. you know five to 15 million mm-hmm. and you know giving some of these movies that might never get made a shot to get made yeah you know and so that's pretty interesting so we finally after what feels like months of of speculating and wondering mm-hmm. have gotten a pretty decent update uh, uh, at the future of the DCU from sure. uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran. And it's kind of like the, the first part of their slate and it's a combination of big, like well-known heroes as well as some who's that type yeah. of characters, you know, yeah. which I think is a good combination to do. Um, so let's see the duo shared their plans on Monday, which would be last Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, in a really tidy, like small screening room in Warner Brothers, uh, where they kind of were talking to, I'm sure it was the executives, right? And so one of the quotes here, uh, and I'm getting a lot of this from the Hollywood Reporter. I thought from when I was reading around, they had the best like breakdown. Sure. Uh, one of our strategies is to take our diamond characters, which is like our Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman, and we use them to prop up other characters that people don't know. And that was from James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And Peter Safran added on to that saying, to build those lesser known properties into the diamond properties of tomorrow. You know, I'm going to take somebody like Blue Beetle sure. and turn him into a household name. Yeah. Look at like a Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. you know, or an Ant-Man even. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, you got people hyped for a character that 15 years ago, my mom would yeah. have no clue who Nobody Ant-Man really is. Nobody really knows who right? it is. I have been seeing a whole bunch of stuff lately. That I've, uh, a lot of people on the internet have been saying they're ready for the villain arc. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if people are wanting to see more of good, the bad guys. Yeah, of the bad guys. And I was like, honestly, that wouldn't be bad because no. that would challenge writers to make, you know, a, 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 a good guy villain. arc or yeah, a good guy arc um, that's gonna be better than the villain arc to make you want to root for the good guy, right? Or or not, mm-hmm. right? Create a, a deeply flawed person who has a point. Mm-hmm. You know, give me some. I mean, anti-heroes have been popular on television for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they're harder to pull off in film. Yeah. Because you don't have, uh, you know, there's a, a movie has to be a beginning, middle, end, mm-hmm. you know, right? With the good guys winning at the end, right? Whatever. It's a safe thing to, to do. But I think with things like Joker doing well, 
you know, there is obviously something there uh, for, for that. You know, there's an audience there. But the the duo did kind of caution that these plans may shift, but this is just like the initial, this is our, our, our plan moving mm-hmm. forward, right? So right off the rip, they've already got uh, a, an animated show in production mm-hmm. called Creature Commandos. Yeah. So Creature Commandos is a seven-episode animated series written by James Gunn that is already in production, like I said. Originally, a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on that concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice actors have yet to be cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and portray the live-action versions when the anti-heroes show up in movies uh, and series. Which, when uh, we watched the video that James Gunn posted, yeah. that was something that was intriguing to both of us, of like, that's really neat that would to be go dope to see to see a character that starts in animation mm-hmm. and then appears in a movie, a movie. and then in a video game and you it know? all still ties and together as, as a actual character, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think of like um, Captain Carter, you know, showing up yeah. in Doctor. That was kind of neat. It was like a little wink, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, oh, well, because I watched that her character makes sense. Sure. Her character made sense without um, what if. Right. Um, uh, another show called Waller is a spinoff of uh, Peacemaker. Okay. And it's about Viola Davis's character, Amanda Waller, who is returning to uh, be this. She's like this morally ambiguous head of the government task force. Right. And it's being written by Crystal Henry, who wrote, uh, who worked on the Watchmen series on HBO and Jeremy Carver, who's the creator of the Doom Patrol series, which just recently got canceled, probably in lieu of this. Sure. As well as they're just cleaning house as far Mm -hmm. as out with the old and with the new. Right. And then he did kind of emphasize that, like, the true beginning of the DCU is Superman Legacy, mm-hmm. which is uh, James, being written uh, by James Gunn. And I don't know if he's directing it. I don't. I didn't get detail on that. I'd be surprised um, just because I'm sure he's too busy to focus in that much on one project. Yeah. Uh, I but did, go ahead. I was going to say, I did see, I think James Gunn tweeted it mm-hmm. um, when he was like... <clears throat> Uh, he said, like, Henry Cavill didn't, never got fired. Yeah. He was like, he just didn't get recasted. Yeah, he, he just was, didn't get yeah. hired. And so I was like... Yeah, which, so, which I, I, I do have a piece about that. Yeah. Where, um, let's see here. So it's going to be... There's been no commitments on um, on him directing, like I was saying. Uh, but the previous two titles are meant to be, like, uh, in, in Peter Stafford's words, uh, aperitifs. Mm-hmm. Superman is the true kickoff, right? And it's not an origin story, says Peter Safran. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned, which I kind of like that. Yeah. Of like, he just, I just think we should be good to people. Yeah. And the world's kind of become jaded and Why can't we negative, be friends? Right, you know? And it's like, how, how naive is that, right? And I do like, you know, because I think that's kind of some of the stuff that you ran into with Henry Cavill's version of Superman is like, I never really believed him. He seemed like sad all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I never believed him as like this beacon of like, we should oh. just be good people right. in a world that kind of has left that thought process behind. So I think it's interesting to go lean into that some more and go, no, he needs to believe in goodness mm-hmm. and let him try and change the world's mind. Right. Uh, and it's got a release date of July 11th of 2025. Oh, so that's relatively recent for, I was just hearing about it now. Right, right. on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lanterns was one that I, I'm pretty intrigued by. 
So Greg uh, Berlanti's long-in-the-works Green Lantern TV series has been scrapped. Mm. Uh, and James Gunn and Peter Safran have parted ways with that uh, DC series steward. So like, he's just not working for DC now. In uh, its place will be a new take on the space cops with power rings. This is, like I said, from Ho- Hollywood Reporter. Uh, our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective. That's from Peter Safran. He described it's terrestrial-based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes Hal Jordan and John Stewart. And it's one of the most important shows that we have in development. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across films and TV. And so in the video that we watched, James Gunn kind of referenced how he said, picture them as space cops, right? And they're in charge of precinct Earth, Earth. right? Yeah. And in their investigations, they come upon something that's like bigger, bigger than them, yeah. right? Which is kind of nice because I could see introducing them as Earth-based heroes. Mm-hmm. But then making them have to go out into space, right? Because right. typically you think of Green Lantern as a space mm-hmm. hero. And it's a nice to b- draw the mothers in with a show that they can get behind and then introduce space, right? Um, the Authority seemed like it was one that James Gunn was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So it's a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential comic imprint known as Wildstorm. Uh, run by artist and now head of DC publishing, Jim Lee. So uh, the quote from John, uh, from Gunn says, one of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. Giant things from the sky come down and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, and gray hats, added Saffron. They are kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. They know that you want them on that wall, or at least they believe that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do like the idea of like... We're the guys that are going to do the dirty work to keep the, everybody else clean, right? And I was like, that's an interesting yeah. angle to take on a yeah. quote-unquote hero, right? That they might not be heroic. Yeah, right? but they're doing it for a good cause. Yeah, they so are, it's like, what they yeah, believe to be a good cause, at least, put right? Put that in that moral dilemma. Yeah, of like, well, they're doing the, they're doing the thing that I don't have the stomach for, mm-hmm. right? But, man, I'm glad they're there. And it, I do like that comparison to A Few Good Men because that yeah. was a great speech from Jack Nicholson where he said, yo, you want me on that yeah. wall, you know? You can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth. <laughs> uh, let's see. Paradise Lost was one that kind of intrigued me a lot. Uh, the, duo, the, the duo describes that this HBO Max series is like a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island uh, of Themyscira. Mm-hmm. Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players, it's going to take place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. Because they kind of kept Gal Gadot somewhat vague as far as her future with them, mm-hmm. um, or just Wonder Woman's future with them, because there are no current plans for a Wonder Woman show or film. Uh-huh. Um, so who knows what's going on there? But they obviously want to include her in some fashion by including Themyscira, right? Hmm. Uh, then they announced The Brave and the Bold. So this is the introduction of the DCU Batman, said James Gunn, uh, of Bruce Wayne, and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, who is a little son of a bitch, he said. (laughs) And so the movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed, and he is like a murderous tween raised by assassins. And I do like that dichotomy of, uh, like, it's a really odd father-son duo of, like... (laughs) Dad is, you know, the Cape Crusader who we can't kill under any circumstances, right? And Damien is like a bloodthirsty assassin who who knows no different, right? It's just mm-hmm. how he was raised. Yeah. Uh, and so you've got Batman actually having to, like, fully engage with a Robin as, like, a father, you know? 
because most of the boys that he's adopted, he kind of isn't that great to. Mm-hmm. Like, he just raises them to be fighters, right? And here Batman's kind of having to deprogram yeah. an assassin, right? Yeah. So I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And I don't mind uh, Damian Wayne. I know that that's not always popular, but I do think it's an interesting... It's a fun way to mix up the Robin dynamic sure. with, with Batman. And I like the implication that this is a Batman that's done existed, mm-hmm. right? Um, kind of kickstart things. that We don't have to start it right at the very beginning because then you run into an issue like with the MCU where heroes just popped into existence mm. right you know what i mean and then it's like well then you got to backtrack and go well no ant-man was doing stuff in the 60s you know right. and you're like well then why did that never come up you know what i mean and so here you can go well no these people have existed no, yeah, they, they, you they, know? they've just been kicking and it's a nice way to differentiate yourself i think from the mcu mm-hmm. is that not all of our movies are going to be origin stories right which i'm yeah perfectly like. fine with i think the the general audience doesn't need an origin story anymore Mm-mm. Um, we were kind of smart enough to like superhero tropes yeah. that I, I get it. Right. Um, and the thing that they, they emphasized was that this Batman is not Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. but the Batman with Robert Pattinson will still exist. Yeah. Um, cause they are going to have what are called else worlds, which is something in the DC comics universe that exists where there's Elseworlds about this, that, or the other thing, sure. and it doesn't impact the mainline stories. Main timeline. Mm-hmm. So Pattinson is going to continue to portray uh, Batman in at least one more crime saga movie directed by Matt Reeves. Um, Which I'm very excited for. It's being released October 3rd of 2025, and it's being titled The Batman Part 2. Which I do enjoy a part two because it emphasizes that it's not a sequel, but it's a continuation. Sure. Right? Um, where it's do you think not- he's probably going to be dealing and fucking around with the Penguin? Maybe. Um, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of people want Mr. Freeze. Yeah. But I just, I don't know how they'd pull Mr. Freeze off. Someone, oh, somebody said, um, oh, God, what's, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name. Gus. Um, Good, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. Yeah, they said yeah, he would have been gassed up a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just, would... I just worry about the character himself being pretty unrealistic for the world that the Batman's built, or they would have to change him dramatically. Uh, you know, kind of like they did with the Riddler where they just turned the Riddler into like a Zodiac type killer. Yeah. They would have to find some way to keep the, the main aspect. Cause it's like, Oh, he's got a freeze gun. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's not... it, I could see it being a thing where he is going like... to be a serial killer who like freezes people. Yeah. Kind like, of leaves him in an ice bath. Like, I don't know. You know, I was thinking more of like, uh, liquid nitrogen. Sure. You know, playing but, a spin on that somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like he's a character that you really got to bend over backwards to make fit. Yeah. When there are other heroes or villains, I mean, that don't need that much of a stretch. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, we'll find out. I'd be interested to see how they did it. Right. But I don't know that it's a shoe in. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Peter Saffron kind of but pointed it out. the dinosaurs. <laughs> the ice age. age. Chill out. That's what we need. Yeah. Just get Arnie back. Uh, Peter Saffron to point out that like 2025 is going to be a big year for DC because you're getting the Batman part two and you're getting uh, Superman legacy. So you're going to get Superman and Batman the same year. Booster gold, which this one I'm kind of really excited for. Mm -hmm. So it's an HBO max series based on a unique lesser known hero created in 1986. Saffron says of the series, it's about a loser from the future who uses basic future tech to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. 
And James Gunn kind of described him as imposter syndrome as a superhero. <laughs> We're like, in the future, he's just a loser. He's a nobody. You know, and he's got, like they said, just basic future tech. But when he comes back from the future, I mean... He's got some advanced tech, and right. he, you know, to us, we're like, "My God, look at this guy!" You know, <laughs> fuck is he doing? And I just love the idea that he's a loser in the future, and it's like, where would people like me? <gasps> the, the past, past. <laughs> you know. And I'll go back in time, and they'll love me. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, taking its cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries. Uh, this movie promises a different take than what most think of when Superman's cousin comes to mind. Uh, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off of Krypton, and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then come to Earth. She's a much more hardcore and not the Supergirl that we're used to. I really like that setup of, they just both had very different experiences, Mm -hmm. right? And what happens when someone with those abilities has that very different experience, right? Uh, and so that's an interesting, like, okay, yeah, how can we make Supergirl not, like, a cutesy high school age, like, th- creepily sexualized character, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, you make her borderline murderous, right? Yes. You know, just because from her experiences, it's like, it almost the world makes is cold. Watch um, Brightburn. Yeah, which was produced by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. So he, he maybe has a, a love for that type of what if Superman wasn't good story. Colin, you son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. And then the one that I'm interested about, uh, I'm intrigued for, is uh, Swamp Thing. So they're yeah. making a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. And like James Gunn kind of said in his video, uh, he's going to feel tonally very different because it's a horror mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. But he will still very much fill in the gaps and expand out what's going on. And, and I don't think I mentioned it up top, but this first chapter uh, is how they're calling it, as opposed to like phases, mm-hmm. is being called Chapter One, Gods and Monsters. And okay. so, you know, yeah, you're introducing Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. Superman, you know, Green Lantern, godlike sure. heroes, sure. and then monsters. Right? So that's kind of neat. Um, I wanted to find the quote here. So he kind of got in, James Gunn kind of got into um, talking about Ezra Miller. So let's find the quote here. Safran said that the executives remain hopeful that Miller is on a path to betterment, saying Ezra is completely committed to their recovery. We are fully supportive of that journey they are on right now. When the time is right, when they are ready to have that discussion, we will all figure out what's the best path forward. But right now, they are completely focused on their recovery. And in our conversation with them in the last couple of months, it feels like they're making enormous progress. And uh, James Gunn was just like guffawed with the Flash. Yes, he he is very impressed with the movie, uh, which excites me. And he did confirm my theory. Yeah, yeah. In, you in his video, it. we'll have to timestamp it. That um, that the Flash is going to reset the universe. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, perfect. Yep, <laughs> build it into everything. That way, the Flash movie can just stay in. Yeah, you know, in, in continuity. Which I guess kind of retroactively means that the Snyderverse stuff did happen. Just in Elseworld? Well, no, just it existed, then Flashpoint happens in the Flash, oh, yeah, and then, then everything moving forward, right? And so it's like, 
yeah, suck it, Snyderverse fans. Your stuff still happened. <laughs> you know, they can't be all butthurt. They get away with it all. No, it happened. <laughs> and it was bad, and we had to reset everything. <laughs> you fucking losers. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, bad to the point that... We had to hire yeah. a whole crew of people, <laughs> create a writer's room to undo your fuck up. Clean slate. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm trying to find here was... Where, yeah, here it is. Uh, they took on the touchy subject of Henry Cavill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who obviously everybody knows was kind of like gonna come back and then just got booted. Booted. Uh, and he says, We didn't fire Henry. Henry was never cast. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast. Mm-hmm. And for me, for this story, it isn't Henry. He added, I like Henry. I think he's a great guy. I think he's getting dicked around a lot by a lot of people including the former regime at this company, but this Superman is not Henry for a number of reasons. So he just straight up called out the people that he replaced. I was like, I don't think they treated him right. You know, they kind of fucked him over and that sucks. You know, they set him up to get hurt and And they kind of made James Gunn look like the bad guy in the situation when it's not the case. Mm -mm. You know, they, they just, they brought him in and went, Hey, uh, (laughs) you want to, you want to be Superman again? We're not going to be here in two weeks, but, you know. You want to be Superman? You want to be Superman? He's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you should announce that you're Superman. And then he did. <laughs> and then the people that made that decision got fired and replaced, which um, sucks. Say that uh, And then uh, kind of a nice poignant moment for James Gunn. The executives kind of tried to walk the line of kind of weeding around some controversy, air mm-hmm. quote. Where, like, Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, made some kind of anti-vax remarks on Twitter. And, you know, cancel culture kind of got riled up. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, you don't don't have to agree with his stance, but doesn't mean that he should lose everything. Sure. I mean, he's not saying something incredibly horrible. Yeah. But so, James Gunn very much understands what it's like to be canceled over things you've said. Mm -hmm. Right? Because he lost his job at Disney over 10-year-old tweets. Eventually got his job back. But if that hadn't happened to him, he wouldn't be... Here, because he went off and made a movie for DC in that time. That's crazy to fucking think. Yeah. And so when that kind of topic came up, he said, actors, filmmakers that I work with are going to say things that I agree with and things that I don't agree with. Um, He said, I can't be changing my plans all the time because an actor says something that I don't agree with. At the same token, if someone is doing something that is morally reprehensible, that's a different story. And we have to take that into account. You know, where you kind of have to there. It's not a switch. It's a gauge. Right. You know, it's not. Are they good or bad? It's, well, what, how bad is what they're saying, or do I just right. not agree with it? Right. Right. Which is fair. That's yeah. very fair. Because it's like, I don't agree with, I don't agree with people who like seaweed, but I also don't agree with Nazis. One of those people is bad, <laughs> and one of those people have taste. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's like, they're not the same. Right. right. Opinions are not, not the same thing <laughs> as deeply rooted opinions. Right. <laughs> you know? So... Uh, and, and like I said, he did talk about Elseworlds and he, the only things that he referenced for Elseworlds was the Batman, um, the Joker mm-hmm. and Teen Titans Go, oddly enough, was one that I was hey, like, yo, Teen Titans Go, oh, I'm not saying it's slack. bad. I just was surprised that it was like, you know, what we got to keep Teen Titans Go. That's gas, bro. <laughs> like everything else has gotten cold except for Joker. <laughs> Like, you know, just a handful of things. And it's like, Teen Titans Go made the cut, dude. Like, they, they slid right in the pocket on that one. Uh, 
But he did men they did talk about how the bar is gonna be very high for projects to be outside of the DCU in mm-hmm. like the Else Worlds. So something has to be like, fuck, we gotta make that. But it doesn't fit in with the DCU, so it's an Else Worlds. Word. And so I respect that because it's like, oh, maybe the Else Worlds is where you're gonna get some of that premiere movie like yeah. the Joker yeah. or Batman. Where it's like, this is art. (laughs) Which I feel like is going to be a a double win because Uh it's going to have the DCU, which is matching the MCU. Mm -hmm. And then then something else. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, oh yeah, well you've got that. We've got that too. And we brought this. Is James Gunn going to destroy Disney? No, but again, this is the stuff that we've been talking about for a year now. If we can get some genuine competition, both of them have to be good. Yeah. Right. They'll, they'll both be sweating. Or someone's going to lose. And right? James Gunn, he's chasing it, bro. Yeah. He's chasing and, that And bag. the thing that I like is that he and Kevin Feige have an excellent relationship yeah. together. You know, Kevin Feige went to bat for him, right, over the, the cancellation yeah. thing. And so it's going to be a friendly competition, I feel. You know, yeah, I mean, it's not, not going to be, be dirty. Yeah, it's not going to be a how can I fuck the other guy over. It's going to be a I, here's what I think the MCU does wrong, so here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And then it's going to make the MCU go... Okay, well, they're beating us in this, this, and this. How can we step up to that plate, yeah. right? So I think in, in the end, the consumer wins. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, a lot of stuff there. And uh, we're at like 52 minutes into recording. Let's uh, let's talk about the menu. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're just going to do uh, some spoilers here. So I'll give you the breakdown. Uh, the menu is directed by Mark uh, Malad. I mm-hmm. think is how you pronounce his name. Written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. It stars Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, Ray Fiennes, and John Leguizamo. Uh, the synopsis that I found is a young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Yes, yes. And I did get a couple complaints that, or not complaints, but people who didn't necessarily finish our episode on uh, All Quiet and bullet train uh-huh. because they didn't want spoilers on those so i i have a spoiler free opinion okay. up top here okay uh the movie does a very good job of mocking some of the more pretentious elements of modern culinary culture yes. while sometimes being a bit preachy about its values mm-hmm. and it's never truly horrific but it is a very successful as a satire i feel yes uh do you have an opinion you'd like to i didn't i know i didn't prepare you to have one but no, do you, you have like not. a spoiler free opinion um if i had to give one he just kind of threw me on the spot. Ditto. You just say uh, ditto. Same. same. Um, no, it did a very good job. It felt very Midsommar-like uh-huh. uh, in yeah. a lot of aspects, which yeah. I'll dive more about uh, later on uh, yeah. in my spoilers. Um, not what I thought. Yeah. Not in a bad way, per yeah. se. Yeah. But it was a very different take than what I thought it w- originally what it was going yeah. to be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so let's. do we want to rate it? That way people can, yeah. can know. Yeah. So how do we rate stuff around here? Well, of course, you can always be you know, overwhelmed, which means you were thoroughly enjoyed with the film. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you could be mm-hmm. underwhelmed, which means you weren't thrilled with the film. You're a little disappointed. Or yeah. you could always meet right in the middle and be simply whelmed. What? Uh, I want you to say what you were first. I was simply whelmed. Were you? Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed, but I also didn't have a lot of expectations for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of a movie that I just didn't have an opinion for sure. going into it. And so then I think my that did kind of influence how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, oh, shit, that was better than, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with that. There was a lot of uh, uh, parts where 
threw me for like a really cool curveball. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's a, a lot of questions I still feel like that yeah. that kind of lingered that I wanted to know more or would have been yeah. more intriguing if I did know more about. Yeah. That just we didn't really get the answer for. So that is our 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 non spoiler section for yeah. this movie. Yeah. So for the people that want to see the movie based on a simply whelmed and overwhelmed, go ahead and check it out yeah. and come back. Mm-hmm. It's good. Right. It's definitely yeah. worth a watch. Yeah, especially if you have HBO Max. I mean, it's on there now. Yeah. Just check yeah. it out. It's it's also... It wasn't that long. No, either. it's like an hour and 45 yeah. minutes, which is getting rarer these days, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, it's a pretty brisk watch, too. Uh, go ahead and check it out. Uh, it's not for kids, but you could probably bring a teenager with you, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. You know? But, uh, obviously, parental guidance yeah. recommended. Chris? You hit me with your spoiler thoughts. No, no necessary structure, you know. I mean, if you want to hit semi chronological, that's fine. Just you know, whatever. You, what, are, what are your thoughts? I'll on? try to do my best yeah. for uh, chronological order. Yeah. Um, as far as when they first get off the boat mm-hmm. and they're kind of like walking around, that's when it most felt like midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Especially with the meat house that they're the kind of introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one of the questions I did have is, it does just kind of jump you in. Mm-hmm. to okay you're here yeah um i wanted to know a little more behind it of like okay like is this something that you have to make a reservation for uh and well and they kind of answer that but i guess it kind of lingers into another question i have to ask later on because sure. it's more at the end of it yeah. that kind of makes me wonder why yeah so we'll put a pin in that question for right now and i'll come back to it yeah but as they're going on, yeah, definitely like <laughs> that. I just caught a glimpse of your of your iPad, and it just looks like it's a bunch of pictures. Oh, it is. It's just the I have the IMDb pulled up. <laughs> I like just like that. I've got like notes written, and, <laughs> and I, I saw you like picture book. I saw you like turn your iPad on. Like okay, I got to talk about my stuff, and it's just uh, it's pictures. <laughs> no, I just pulled up the cast list so I can remember the names. <laughs> I like the pictures. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But it, yeah, it did feel very cultish in that sense of like... I, I literally said cultish. Yeah, because, you know, uh, when they're talking and they're like, you know, don't you ever get burnt out? And they're like, no, no, no. Uh, chef Bur- and I like that she even is like, burn out? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, like stressed out or something. She basically is like, you better shut that shit down right yeah. now. That doesn't happen here. The chef has such high expectations and he doesn't burn out. So we are held at the same standard. Yeah. The only thing that's ever burnt is like what they say onions, if yeah, you know, or something purposefully burnt for flavor. Yeah, Yeah. like okay. And he's like, "Uh, all right. And like they literally live in like a communal bunk house. I mean, it looks like a barrack. Yeah, like my (laughs) my first thought when I saw that was I couldn't do it. No, I yeah, busted a nut. Like I, (laughs) how do you jack off? How do you do it? How how do you crank one out? Like, it's just, that's not going to work. Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they're above all that now. Couldn't be me. They're on a- I will never be. <laughs> I couldn't be me. Miss me with that shit. I'm busting nuts daily like a prescription. <laughs> Day and once, night. Once, <laughs> once daily before bed as needed. Right? As, or, as, or as needed. needed. <laughs> uh, I saw something side note real quick. Certified. Nope. You better wrangle it in here, boy. <laughs> We're at like an hour of recording. All right. I'll tell you after the podcast the mm-hmm. thing I saw. All right. But going back to the story, um, 
you know, when everyone sits down and we got to see, I will say, I, I'm not sure if I saw it in the trailer, but I wasn't expecting, um, oh God, I can't pronounce his last name. John. John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah I yeah, was yeah, not yeah. expecting no, him. And I love him as an yeah, actor. I do too. And I did like how he's playing kind of like a, a wash up actor. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Of he's, the, a, uh, he's an actor that you're like, oh, what's his name? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Yogi played that one role. Yeah, there's uh, even uh, that moment in the movie where mm-hmm. the guy's like, "Oh, weren't you in?" Uh, he played uh, the uh, the surgeon. Which one were you? The surgeon. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, wasn't he in Romeo and Juliet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> but so starting in, Tyler's a fuck. Yeah, I like, hate Nicholas him. Holt from plays a twat. Yeah, I hate him from. But the he rib. does it well. Too well. Yeah. Like I. He was knocking shit over uh, as far as, like, the glasses and everything causing a big ruckus. What yeah. the fuck is flying in the center there? I don't know, but I think That looked like die. an orb. It lo- no, it didn't. It looked like a fucking piece of dust. Fucking place is haunted. That's my thing about those, like, paranormal shows. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love just a bunch of, bunch of British people just screaming at dots of dust on a night vision, you know? With like, oh, 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 you know, if you're in an old fucking house, it's dust in the air. Well, at least I scooge. Go ahead. Um, see, I hate Tyler sincerely, and I'm kind of glad that uh, he meets his end. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. <laughs> I'm like, glad he's dead. Another question I had is, what did the chef tell him? Right. Yeah. Like so, I wanted to, I would have been more intrigued because I figured, like, when he walked off, and I was like, he must have told him something horrifying. But I was yeah. like, what could he have said, said that's to him that so he's like, horrifying? I better just hang myself. That he just wanted to hang himself. I don't know, but I loved so like everybody in this is basically like I mean it's a satire. It's yeah. making fun of all of these different types of people, right? Yeah. So Tyler is the dude who knows everything there is to know about cooking, right? Mm-hmm. The know what all. Yeah, but he can't cook. Can't cook. Uh-uh. Yeah, and I loved that. Yeah, and they put him on the spot and try yeah. to get him to cook. Yeah, and, and oh, I mean, I loved all the labels that they had for each one of the dishes. Yeah. Um, and so what? What was his? Um. I think it was just Tyler's dish. I think or it was Tyler's dinner. Yeah, and it was basically it was like undercooked, undercooked lamb, lamb. Uh, 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 something like a disgusting sautéed leek and onion, yeah, and, yeah. and shallot sauce, and something else. And it was basically it was like, <laughs> uh, you know, don't eat this. Like, no, inedible. Um, yeah. So just all the different character types. The freaking uh, <laughs> the the food critics. Yeah, and here I got everything pulled up so I can give mm-hmm. their names mm-hmm. just so we can maybe if they were good. Um so it's gonna be Lillian and Ted. They were the food yeah. critics. Yeah. And I I do really appreciate like just uh, just I can't stop using the word pretentious. Mm-hmm. Just all of these people are like like at times I didn't I found myself so annoyed with them that I almost didn't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm like Oh God! Like the part with um, Lillian when she's talking about the the uh, the was it the soup, the egg? Yeah, bro- the, the the broken emul- uh, emulsion. Yeah, and they fucking get petty and bring her just a gigantic a huge, bowl. and they're like, "Here you go, here you go, here's some more broken emulsion yeah. for you." Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, it shouldn't even be certain." It was like the yeah. littlest thing, yeah. and it's like, yeah. "Dude," and and again, it's that thing of like. Tyler's this dude who's, I know everything there is to know about this, and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this, and I just want the chef to like me so much, but he has nothing to offer. Right. Other than knowing that this chef made this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like that he's constantly taking the pictures. 
you know? And it's like he's disrespecting, you know, he's chasing the clout of I8 here. Yeah. Right? Rather than the the art the experience, of the itself. Right, and appreciating the art of the sure. meal. Right. But yeah, I yeah, he was a fuck taking pictures. And then when they sent him the tortillas. The tortilla with the uh, you know, the photo of him. Yeah, everybody got personalized tortillas. Mm-hmm. That was like the thing about them that they don't like or it was the dirty secret or, or whatever, right? And what I liked is his first thought was He's not gonna like me. Yeah, like he just wants to be liked by the chef. I'm like, dude, like this Ugh. is like borderline ups, like creepy. Yeah, like, not, not even borderline anymore. No, it, it is. Yeah. Um, and then I know with uh, played. I'm just trying to pull up her because I can't remember her name. Ann and Richard. Uh, the, the, old the older couple and yeah. Richard cheated on his wife with yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Margo. Yeah, well, I don't know well, that cheated. Well, not cheated, but... Um, yeah, well, so he did cheat, but yes. it's not like they cheated together. Uh-uh. It sounds like either maybe she was for hire? Yeah, she's an escort, maybe. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't sound like they had sex. Maybe, like, she just he, jerked... Or he, or she, he, he just jerked he, off and she talked to him? Yeah. So maybe, like, got, a, like, a weird cam girl? sex fetish? Well, no, it sounded like it was in person. Oh. Um, but it also sounded like she wasn't the most comfortable with it. Right. Um... But so then, I'm wondering, because it sounds like she's hired for dates. Yes. And he might have made that date something that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know? And, um, but then, yeah, finding out that, you know, Richard cheated, or Anne finding out that Richard cheated and everything. Yeah. And then he gets his finger chopped off. And it's his ring finger. And it's his ring finger. Oh, that was a, a nice good, little, yeah, yeah, fuck you guy. Yeah. Um, but I do like the, you know, they're sitting there and. They're just fucking wrapping up this finger. Yeah. Right? And everyone's <laughs> freaking the yeah, fuck yeah, out. Yeah, because shit gets real mm-hmm. abruptly. Quick. Yeah. And, yeah, they are just like, it's, it's part of the meal. Yeah, it's, it's all part, part of the menu. It's all part, it's of, all the part menu. of the menu. <laughs> and, and even the, you know, like, some of them are like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And some of mm-hmm. them are like, this can't be real. This is all, this it's is an theater. act. It's yeah. theater, yeah. Um, and just in disbelief. <laughs> yeah. And even to the point where the critics are, like, laughing. You know, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so... I can't think of the chef's name. What's his name? Uh, chef Slowick. Slowick, yeah. Like, this is so Slowick, you know? <laughs> like, they just chopped a man's finger yeah. off after a sous chef blew his brains out. Oh, my God. The that mess. was or, abrupt. The mess, yeah. The mess. And this sous chef. That was just when it really it. cranked up to. Oh, mm-hmm. these people are actively in danger. Yeah. It went from uncomfy to unsafe. So basically the, the sous chef, you know, uh, you know Chef Slowick had a sous chef. Uh, what was his name? Jordan. Uh, something. Something yeah. like that. Um, had him come out and basically was like. Belittled him. Yeah. And told him, he's like, I'm very proud of him. He's and good. He's good, but he'll, he'll never, never be great. great. Yeah. And, and he, he wants to be great. Yeah. And then he tells him, like, do you like to do this still? Like, is this what you were chasing? And he's like, no. And he's like, no. And he lost that passion. Yeah. And so his final dish. Yeah. As he blows his he brains blows out. blows his brains out. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, and again, it, it feels very midsummer in that sense yeah. of they set it up very beautifully. Yeah. Uh, as using almost. Yeah, death. there's a lot of top-down shots in this that are, yeah. like, really nice to look at. And they use death and life in, in a lot of aspects of, yeah, like, when like Tyler was explaining it. Yeah, and even when, like, Tyler was explaining it in the beginning, Why talking he's about... passionate about meals. Like, you know, it's such a, the, the upbringing of life itself. Yeah. And then, you know, chopping it, killing it, preparing it, and yeah. using it for fuel for life for you. Yeah. Um, so Taking like, the raw ingredients that, on their own, serve a purpose, mm-hmm. right? And repurposing them into something else, and yeah, you know, it was like, yeah, that is a. And she even makes the mo- the comment like, yeah. that was genuinely that, beautiful. Yeah, like, like <laughs> that puts it in a, a good perspective. Yeah, 
to understand. Where she's like, I think I'm kind of starting to get it, you know. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. And then she just is not getting it. You know, it takes a, a wild turn for her. Um, but then, you know, using that aspect in the sense of food, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> It also on the, on the more t- real sense. Yeah, but it also ties into when he says, don't eat it. And he starts to like yeah. savor it. You know, yeah. think about it. Yeah. That still ties into those type of scenes because yeah. they're not eating it. No. They're experiencing, experiencing it, it, remembering it, savoring yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I think it's also, I think he's urging them like, this is your last meal. Yeah. And they don't know that going into it. Mm-mm. But, the, well, Tyler did. <laughs> you find out he knew. Yeah. Which is uh, fucking nuts. Fucked up. But, uh, yeah, and you know, so he's trying to urge these people to, like, genuinely experience this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is your last meal, you yeah. know. And then, um, yeah, you know, uh, Margot finding out that Tyler knew. Yeah, because yeah, you don't quite know their arrangement at first. Yes, but then we find out uh, very early that Tyler was supposed to be bringing another date. Yeah. Uh, and she canceled on him. Yeah. So he hired brought, her. Yeah. yeah, you understand that he her. brought her and you think like they're a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and the like, reason why he brought her was because he, uh, Chef Slowick does not seat a table for one. one. It has to be yeah. at least two. So he hired somebody to come. And you Knowing. find out that... Yeah, you find out that Tyler and the chef have been communicating for months mm-hmm. about this meal, mm-hmm. and the chef let him in on a lot of secrets. Yeah, and like including that this is gonna be people. We're all gonna die. Yeah, and so he hired Margot and brought her, knowing, knowing that she was gonna she's die. gonna die. And the chef is like really was, mad at him about that. Yeah, he like <sighs> the chef was kind of weird, but he yeah. did have some pretty strong morals, morals. Yeah. behind. Like he still has like a. Why didn't you like my food? Like I yeah. have to know why so I can yeah. prepare it Better correctly. For you. Yeah. So there is there's that, that thin, need to please. Right. So there's that thin line of like there is a passion that he has, mm-hmm. but like Margot said, he's lost a lot of it. There's no love in yeah. it. Um but we'll we'll talk about mm-hmm. that point later. But there was a lot of like this sounds crass for the sake of being crass, but it's not. There was a lot of like jerking off of like this yeah. is the best chef in the world. You pay for this experience. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And so he's so used to being filleted basically. Yeah. That everyone that, like, tells him it's the best. When she doesn't eat his meal, that like, that's all he can focus on. It's like, and he's like, why, why didn't don't you, you like, like it? it? Like I prepare the specific, like there's no way that you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, it's just not for me, man. And then, um, finding out that, you know, or chef Slowick finding out that uh, Margot wasn't supposed to be yeah. there. He gives her the option. Do you want to be with us or do you want to be yeah. with them? And I like that. He kind of has a read on her and is like, you're your service industry. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're used to being service of some sort. Right. You know? Uh, and she's like, yeah, you know, and she's like, and I actually used to enjoy it. And he's like, yeah, me too. You know, and, and they, they have, have that, a bond of yeah, like, the neither understanding. Have, they both lost the spark for, genuinely wanting to help people or like do something for somebody serve somebody right, right? and that does end up playing a role in a huge role in her inevitable probably, escape i think probably one of the biggest roles i think of of what this boils down yeah. to um which goes back to that original question we have pinned up it, yeah. it's all coming together <laughs> um but uh one of the things i wanted to talk about uh was when he comes in and he makes that decision, you know, and they're talking everything after he gets the barrel and, uh, what's her name? Elsa played by Hong Xiao. Okay. 
when she was also like her fucking bangs, the yeah. real short, like yeah, she looked killer. She had a yeah. bolo tie. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. fucking with. I was fucking yeah. with all their uniforms. And she is the queen of being a bitch. Yeah, she don't fucking. She doesn't care. take no shit. When she leans into that guy and goes and, 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 and says, says um, "You will eat more than you deserve," or what is it? You will eat more than you deserve, but less than you desire. Yeah, you, I think it's the flip side. Or, You'll eat less than you, you desire, desire, but more than, than you deserve. deserve. I was like, "Yo, He's what?" Like, <laughs> Like that is yeah. As she's putting the napkin on his lap yeah. for him, yeah, and just whispers in his ear, yeah. yeah. And they're like, like "Can we get some bread desire. around here?" And she's like, yeah. no. "No, no, no. You get, you have what you're gonna eat." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you like, do you know who we are? Desire. And yeah, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we do." No, yeah. And just starts airing their dirty laundry. Yeah, you guys embezzled a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Now we know exactly who you are. Then we notice that Chef Slog does uh, kind of like that same thing, except he, well, not really the same thing. He straight up kills his boss. <laughs> yeah, the person then, that owns the island because they're embezzling money. In the sense that he claims that he is free. Yeah. Um, and then he tells Margo that she's free after Yeah, because uh, he whispers. Tyler <laughs> kills himself. Yeah, he basically, after he... Embarrasses him. Yeah, humiliates him and yeah. straight up says, this is quite... Bad. bad yeah like, i like I that he's like shocked. everybody come observe watch yeah, and like yeah. makes the entire kitchen gather mm-hmm. around and like kitchen the the customers, the customers there come watch tyler create for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and tyler's like can't Full. hold the utensils he's, no, shaking, he's shaking so bad. so bad he doesn't know what he's doing yeah and uh yeah and then just whispers in his ear and like something and his and eyes just, just water up takes his his uh his tie, his tie off, tie as off he's walking off walks away and yeah come to find out you see him later he's Hanging in the office there. Yep. Fucking killed himself with his tie. And then um, I'm trying to just go through some of the other characters here. Going to <laughs> straight up John's character. His name is Movie Star. Yeah, you never hear his he, name. He doesn't have a name. Yeah, which I think is on purpose. Sure. Because, I mean, you know, you get the, hey, you're, uh, uh, oh, man, what's, what's, uh, you were in this. They don't even know who he is. Yeah, and you were the, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you. In that one movie. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do have Dave, Bryce, and Soren, who are the three the young three, businessmen. Like, yeah, the, the, the brokers or whatever. Sure. They're shitbirds. The, yeah, the f- They're tools. Heads. Yeah. I hated their characters. Yeah, I called them the toolbox. Yeah. Then um, I thought in the scene where they do give when the men Chef, a chance to leave. Yeah, with Chef Slowick uh, and I actually have Catherine, who is yeah. played by Christina Bercato. Okay. She straight up is like, he tried to advance on me. Not I once, rejected him. Not tw- yeah, but twice, and I rejected yeah. them both. And then he just didn't look at me for eight months, and that yeah. can that can happen because yeah. he's the man. Yeah, he's the star. Yeah, but now I thought she stabbed him in the dick. So did I. I thought I thought she stabbed him in the ball, and yeah. like that's what they were gonna eat is like his fucking nuts. And yeah. I was like, this is gonna be the best D's nuts joke ever. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. alas, it was the lake. It was the lake. Yeah, Morgan and both Morgan and I both were like, oh my god, she yeah, just stabbed I, him in the dick and that, nuts. I was kind of mad they didn't, but that's whatever. Um, this man is dedicated to the bit. Like, <laughs> he's willing to take a pair of shears to the nuts. And he's just, he's just got his drunk mother there yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And kind of uses her as a prop, basically. <laughs> you know, She's just over there blackout drunk. And he's like, this is my mother. She's drunk, as usual. Yeah. You know, And he kind of gets into like his dirty, nasty past. Yeah, like my father. My father is also a drunk who came home and tried to beat my mom. And I stabbed him with scissors. Mm-hmm. You're like Jesus! You're like my God, <laughs> this guy is not okay. Mm-mm. Um, 
but yeah and then you know that little part there i thought was very interesting just because it's like it's all part of the dish and so like the love of the craft and like yeah. how involved chef slowick slowick is in the sense of i know i've done wrong here yeah but like I can see how passionate you are about that, so and, I want to be a part of it. And when she does stab him, he looks at her and goes, "I am sorry." Yeah, you know, and you can you can see it as genuine. It seems genuine, yeah. And you, know, and she's like, "What'd she say?" Like, I, I don't remember. I, I can't remember. I think something to the extent like, "It's okay now," yeah. and just like wipes the blood on his, his shirt yeah. and he walks away. Yeah, takes his shears out and walks off. <laughs> and I do really appreciate that. That meal is the the men are forced to run. Right? Yes. And, and they're being chased down by mm-hmm. men, right? And the women go inside and enjoy a meal. Yeah, enjoy you know? a nice little meal. And it's like a little reprieve for the women, right? They're away from the men. Mm-hmm. And, and like that was a really yeah. powerful scene yeah. in, that, in yeah. that sense. And I really enjoyed and it. And I like that the girls are super relaxed. And yeah, are and they're all, all kind just of like, kind of like, oh, all right. And yeah. then they do find out that Catherine was the one who. It was her idea that they all die. That they all die. Yeah. And so they're all like, you know, compl- <laughs> because they're trying <laughs> to get. kind of a funny bit where they're trying to like get an angle on her yeah, you know? trying to get on her good side and like you know, let it we look. could you could make your own restaurant like this is yeah. a we great fun meal you yeah, know? we just gotta live we just gotta talk about the everybody dying things because that was actually my idea yeah. <laughs> and like, then they're all like oh, oh fuck. fuck yeah <laughs> shit we thought you know um the one of the things i i kind of want to get into the the ending here mm-hmm. like the the final little confrontation between her and the chef where you know he he gives her a job because he thinks she's part of the crew yes right? And she betrays him, goes, uses his radio to call for help, mm-hmm. kills his, like, sous chef. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of finds out that he has always had a passion for, because he shared with her that, like, I used to enjoy cooking, but I haven't desired to cook for anybody mm-hmm. in who knows how long. Yeah. Right. And she's going like through his photos, and you see like when he got. He his, used to be just a burger flipper. Yeah, the the culmination of like I think there's three or four photos, and it's him with like all these different people, and mm-hmm. he kind of is very stoic, you know. And then there's a picture of him flipping burgers, and he's got a big old grin on his face, and his like apron and all that, and you know, mm-hmm. he's a young man, and he's got a big grin sm- flipping the burgers, right? And so he, you know, he's of course ahead of the game, and the the person that she called to come help them is. Part, not really yeah. part of the Coast Guard. Part of the act. Yeah. And so they're all like, fuck, we're stuck here, right? <clears throat> and he's mad at her for betraying the crew, right? We're all supposed to be a team. The team mm-hmm. only works together if we work together. And so you are right where you belong. Keep your seat, right? You're going to go down with the ship. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> you know, trying to, God damn it. Trying to find out another way out. And she comes up with a great idea. She goes, chef, I'd like to say, I'm not happy with my meal and I'd like mm-hmm. to send it back. And he's like, um, okay, what, uh, what can I make you then? You know, she goes, I want a cheeseburger. Well, I like that little speech that she gives, uh, you know, right before that of her telling him, yeah, uh, your food, yeah, you've yeah. ruined eating. You yeah. make it a chore, some intelligent, yeah, yeah. this has all been like an intellectual challenge or task. Mm-hmm. And, right. I, you know, I just want to sit down and be able to enjoy the flavor and, you know, notice the love. Yeah. She goes, I don't taste the love. You know, yeah, there's no love there. in this. And he goes, that's impossible. Like, love is, we all know that love yeah. is like the, the major, the yeah. main ingredient, you know, we've done. Important. And she's like, well, then. You're either yeah, you're psyching you're, yourself out. Yeah, yeah, like you're mistaken. Yeah, like it's not no, there. No love. No there. love here. And he's like, and that you could tell that really kind of struck a nerve. And, and then yeah, he's That's like, well, what he's what like, do you want? What do you want? She goes, a burger. Yeah, a cheeseburger. Like, okay, and she goes like a real cheeseburger. And he goes, he kind of has like a passive aggressive jab. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will make a burger just like you know the 
the the cheapest burger you can find that your parents could barely afford to feed you, you know? And uh, she's like, perfect. And I want American cheese. And he's like, American cheese is the only cheese for a cheeseburger. Yeah. It melts perfectly without That's breaking. Splitting. No. <laughs> she's like, excellent, you know? But and he does kind of have that smirk on his face because yeah. he's like, uh, and then she he goes, to flip a burger. Yeah, I used to make burgers. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, and you know, how much is that going to send me back? And he's like, nine ninety five. And she's like, fries. And he goes, is the fryer still on? And he's yeah. like, yes, yeah, chef. And he goes, crinkle cut. Crinkle cut or julienne, you know? And then she he goes to cut. a nice, like, montage of him making these burgers and with care. Looks, like making smash burgers and they look delicious. Gas. And he smiles mm-hmm. while he's making it, you know? And it's like the first time that we've seen him in person smile. Yeah. And the only other time that we saw him smile in the photos was when he was making the burger. And it's mm-hmm. like she, she took him back to why he enjoyed, when he enjoyed cooking, right? Like ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, is, he's, he's putting it together. And is, is the this menu just the sequel to <laughs> ratatouille? <laughs> ratatouille part two, the menu. Yeah. This is, you know, Chef Slowick is actually uh, linguini. <laughs> it's linguini. <laughs> yeah. Or not Remy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remy's the rat. But, uh, yeah, and, and then she, like, he brings it, and she, like, takes a bite, and is basically like, fuck, that's a good burger. That's a good burger. And she looks at him, and she's like, this is delicious. This is exactly what I wanted. But Can I, I think take this my to eyes go? were bigger than my mm-hmm. stomach. Could I get this to go? And you're like, oh, <laughs> got him, you yeah. know? Because, like, I've got to please the customer, mm-hmm. you know? And I think there was, like, a I owe you this because thank you. Yeah. Like, you yeah. just, you showed you me what it was like passion. to to enjoy cooking this anyway she's like yeah let me get this put together for you you know and they let her leave and they let her leave like she just walks off and like she kind of stops and turns and looks like how do i get other people out of here and, and they the were old, all like the, the wife was of the the, the old couple mm-hmm. was basically like get the fuck ways out of here. are on like go go and i do like that there's the implication that all of those people kind of deserve to be there yeah 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 they're all I don't know they deserve to die right but they're all douchebags on the spectrum they're sure. the more morally reprehensible yeah, yeah. you know and the final meal is s'more. And he fucking despised it. It was very s'more. midsummer. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about how fucking disgusting the s'more is, mm-hmm. but that we can't help but love it and yeah. all that, right? And they wear like this a marshmallow. A weird like marshmallow like shoulder shawl mm-hmm. and, and then, then a, a crown chocolate. of chocolate. And then they spread graham crackers. Dust uh, all around and some... Uh, and make a beautiful art painting. Yeah, like, with uh, like art. the chocolate and all uh, that. On the floor. And they pour some liquor down like they're going to do a flambe. And uh, I do want to say, uh, backing up just a step, mm-hmm. there is a part where Chef Slowik is talking to uh, Ted, not Ted, uh, the older couple, Richard and yeah. Anne. Yeah. And he straight up says like, my most loyal cut cu- because that's their whole yeah, thing is they're yeah, the most yeah. loyal customers, but they can never can't name a meal, a single one. They've been there 11 times. Yeah. And oh, my God, when he when he, he asked them to some, name something. Yeah. And, she and goes, she's uh, they're like I'm trying to think of it, trying to think of it. And she goes, the God, the God. Yeah, there's like, no what? God. It's halibut, you donkey. Yeah. Or, yeah. I thought I thought it was perch. No, it was halibut. OK, it was halibut because I was a straight up Gordon Ramsay yeah. reference because I was like halibut and calling you a donkey. Yeah. And then she's like, what does it matter? And he goes, it mattered to the fucking halibut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that was a, a, another good reference that they made that I definitely wanted to point out. Yeah. Um, But then going back up to, to the, 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 s'mores. the s'mores, making that the beautiful art scene and then yeah. just lighting the place on fire. Like, he steps into the middle and lights the flame mm-hmm. at his feet. Mm-hmm. And he just, he dies there and they all die. And she takes the boat off into the distance until like the engines die on mm-hmm. it. And she kind of parks it and finishes <laughs> sits, her burger, sits on the edge there and eats her burger and watches the restaurant burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of goes to credits. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> one of the the question I still had pinned that I wanted answered was, um, were there reservations? Like, how does it work that you get there? Because some of them were invited. Yeah, some of them were invited, but then like, it felt very like when they realized like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, well, we'll try to make our you know your the evening most convenient for you. And I just felt like a little. Sp- I don't know, man. It just felt a little off in that sense. I can't... I don't know if I can quite put my finger on it. Well, because she wasn't supposed to be there. It was supposed to be somebody else who they thought deserved to be there. Oh, well, yeah. And so they had the meal. I mean, part of the whole thing was like, here's the the things about you that are fucked up, right? Like, he wanted the, the mm-hmm, critic there. Mm-hmm, he personally mm-hmm. invited the critic. And then the actor is the name-dropping whore who is here just to say that he knows the chef when he doesn't, right? And, and the then, whole reason why he wants him there is because he doesn't like him as an actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's a he, bad he took actor. The jo- yeah, on my only day off, Sunday, mm-hmm. I went and I saw your movie, and I hated it, you know? <laughs> yeah, he and, like, and he saw somebody who'd lost the passion for art, mm-hmm. you know, and he saw himself in that. And he was just like, I I just act, man. I didn't <laughs> direct it. Like, I didn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you've got the fucking the business guys who are just leeches Definitely. on society and yeah. are there because they fucking can be money. Right. The money. And hungry. then, and again, then there's that loyal customer who they're not loyal at all. Mm-mm. Right. They just, they're, why are you here? You're not the, the polar opposite of loyal. You know, they yeah. go to the same restaurant, but don't know their meal. And you yeah. know, the husband's cheating on the wife and it right. doesn't sound like it's the first time. Yeah. Um, um, you know. And then like he talks about the critics, you know, how many restaurants have they closed Closed down because of just why not? Yeah. They're bad review. Yeah. Right. And then obviously Tyler is like the most surface, you know, he's so shallow, mm-hmm. right? I know everything there is to know about the first inch of this pool, right? And and he's not a chef, right? Mm-hmm. And so they all deserve to be there except Margot. She's yeah. not supposed to be there. So she's the weird peg in this thing where he has this meal perfectly crafted, right? And then there's this thing that's off. Well, then I guess yeah. that answers its own question. Yeah, there you go. You just didn't get it. <laughs> no, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. No, I liked it. Yeah. I, I could you see were simply my, whelmed. Yeah, I could see myself watching it again. Like, mm-hmm. eat, like probably on like uh, just a day I'm off or something. I'm like, well, yeah. you know what? I'll throw it on, play it as like background noise. Yeah. But like, I might tune in. Yeah. But well, I liked it. I did too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've I been have. trying to trying to put myself more of the aspect of being simply whelmed isn't a negative thing. No. Because uh-uh. I think I put myself in that mindset a little bit. Yeah. So I'm trying to. I liked it, and I, I wasn't overwhelmed by it, but yeah. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. 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 I agree. You know what time it is. Welcome <laughs> back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. So this week, actually, we'll be talking about the Night Marchers of Hawaii. The Night Marchers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the night marchers are ghostly apparitions of a band of beings who move with the purpose to beat a primitive pounding drums. Some say that they're armed spirit warriors en route to or from battle, toting anarch weapon, weaponry and cloth and decoration helmets and cloaks. Other accounts tell of high-ranking ally or ali, uh, which in parentheses is ruler spirits, okay. being guided to places of high importance or to welcome new warriors to join them in battle. Perhaps these restless souls are looking to reclaim their rightful territory, replay a battle grown ornery, or average their, or avenge their own deaths. Some say the night marchers are searching methodically for an entrance into the next world. Night marchers are said to roam throughout a very specific location and often are recognized by their raised torches and repeated oils or chants. 
Although there have been very uh, scattered reports of daytime marches, the apparitions appear to be most active at night and uh, are said to march on certain nights designated by the moon. Yeah. Uh, and although the night marchers uh, allegedly float a few inches off the ground, some local accounts tell of seeing mysterious footprints in their path after they have passed, which honestly could go back to maybe being like more like supernatural. You know, we're yeah. going back to more of the ghosts. Like, what is it? Um, they can leave like footprints, even though they're not, they're not really walking, but right. it's just them making enough physical or what is it? A uh, energetic power that they can leave a physical print in the right. in the non spiritual world. Yeah. And then I wanted to pull up here uh, some chants. Yeah. I just have to pull. I accidentally closed it when I went to while IMDb. You, while you so. pull it up, can I tell you something? Yeah. I feel like I've read a book in school called, like, The Night of the Wolves or something like that. Uh-huh. And it takes place in Hawaii, and it's like a, a teen, like, these scouts are out on, on a trip, on, like, a camping trip on the beach, and a storm comes in, and they end up, like, fucked up and are all trying to get back. And they kind of had to hike out to this spot. And I feel like these spirits play a role like in the because there's one white kid who's like the lead character uh-huh. and he's learning more about like the Hawaiian culture while he's there. Like they moved there six months ago or something. Sure. But I feel like these spirits came up a lot in it. And apparently, yeah, they're pretty big on uh, like just roaming around chanting and mm-hmm. like they're not they're not bad spirits, right? Not that I know. Not that I'm aware of her. Hold on. Alright, so they just don't fucking have the chant itself on film. Like, it's just not a thing yet. All maybe right. so, because I'm looking back at my page that I was looking at. I was like, well, maybe they have, like, a soundbite I can click a link to. Yeah. But it does say here, um, what to do when happening upon uh, a night march in progress. So, like, if you're bumping into one. Yeah. So the ghostly procession uh, must never be interrupted. Legend has it that resting your eyes on the night marchers could signal a grim fate for the perpetrator. Uh, For the perpetrator, a friend, or a relative. So witnesses are urged to crouch low to the ground and play dead and avert their eyes. Jesus. Any sound or movement could invite a night marcher's deadly glance. These night marchers are set to uh, diligently are set diligently upon their destination and are not considered spirits that will uh, deviate from their path to haunt humans nearby. Okay. So, like, if you just... As long as you just stay out of their way and don't They'll stay out of your... Yeah. They'll stay at yours. Yeah. They're not going out of their way to attack you. They're just... If you're in their way, they'll chop you down. <clears throat> Some characteristics, uh, you know, that might help you know if you're in a night march area, yeah. um, you know, is... Some high winds, rows of spirits that you're going to look like torches in mm-hmm. the distance. Yeah. Um, alternating males and female calls yeah. of just inaudible, you know, uh, inaudible noises. Yeah, nondescript chants, yeah. Um, heavy rain or high surf. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, unusually, so like those torches, but they're unusually bright. Sure. Uh, I feel unnatural. And then accompanied by a mist or a fog. Yeah. So some pretty basic things. So I yeah. mean, it may be hard to see when you are or when you aren't in a, a, a night. A night march. Um, but, you know, definitely just be on the lookout. Yeah. Some of the uh, alleged sites where there are, are night marches, I'm not going to name all of them just because I I may not be able to pronounce these, but I'll, sure. I'll try to yeah, get the big ones. Yeah, you don't want to accidentally butcher the language. Uh, it looks like there has been a couple sightings on uh, the Big Island okay. as well as uh, Maui. And it looks like here on, is it Lanai? Lanai? How's it spelled? L-A-N-A-I. Lanai, maybe. Lanai. Yeah. But you can do uh, 
ghost tours there. Really? But they strictly, it looks like from here it says, um, ghost tours on Honolulu are quite popular in several eerie tour centers uh, around the night marches and other uh, entities that, that, they, that they do. Uh, many locals who have never seen or heard the Restless Warriors will tell you very much that they believe in their existence, even though they haven't seen haven't them. Haven't even experienced it, yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you happen to be in the path of the night marchers and the faint sound of drumming sends a chill up your neck, remember to show the ancient warriors respect through solitude. Yeah. I mean, I can get behind that, bro. Yeah. They don't fuck with you if you don't fuck with them. That's yeah. uh, that's, that's a, kind of yeah. motto I can live by. So. Yeah, they're kind of cool, like... But no, so yeah, I'll keep my head down for you. I'll pay my respects, no problem. Yeah. But what about you, Colin? What have you been thinking about? I've been going bowling a lot here lately. Yeah? Yeah, with my in-laws and my parents and everyone. And you joined us last week, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe the week prior. I think and been. Uh, I've been having a really great time with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to bowl a lot when I was a kid. And then uh, a couple of years ago, Morgan and I were in a league together. And I enjoyed that. And I just kind of fell off. I don't, I don't like the... Uh, what do you call that? Commitment, I guess. Sure. To like, I'm going to do this every week, you know, and it kind of like, I don't want it to turn into a chore, mm-hmm. you know, or like a part of your, oh, I got to go do that. You yeah. know, cause there might be days where you just, I just don't want to go do that. Right? Sure. But all of that to say that it has been satisfying. Like when it's done well, like I've been kind of struggling <laughs> getting back into it. But then when you get that strike and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck, mm-hmm. and like I've got enough experience. Boy, I was telling you, cause you do not. No, I do um, not bowl. My dad and I were trying to kind of help you along. I started getting the hang of it literally well. at the last yeah. two frames. Like, yeah, your last three frames, I got it was like strikes. you came together on it. Uh, but no, like having enough experience of like, there is like a level of muscle memory mm-hmm. of like, I you can throw it and go, that's boom, that's mm-hmm. it, you know? And, and that just feels good when you, you let it go. You see it going, and you go, yeah, that's a strike. And then it's a strike, <laughs> and you're like, yes. Oh, fuck. I'm a machine. Um. It is like an incredibly white Midwestern sport, you sure, know? Yeah. But, yeah. but by God, when you do it well, you know, <laughs> uh, I, like I said, I've been kind of struggling and, uh, my ball's kind of falling apart on me. Mm. I hate when that happens. I hate when my ball busts, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> the uh, best of us. Yeah, you know, you can't get away from it sometimes, but, uh, so I don't know if I'd like to get back into it enough where like I get a new ball, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I got two right here for you. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I need to have your ball in that. Yeah, you do. I need a bigger ball than that. Correct. This podcast uh, already is kind of like, uh, has a way of sneaking up on you sometimes of like, oh shit, we got to commit to that this week. So I just don't know that I want to add another commitment. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh, the other thing I've been thinking about uh, is The Sims. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of started playing it again last night. Or yes, you, were, you were getting me on it. I was like, I and, uh, like fuck, yeah. And it's a game that I have a deep love hate relationship with. Of like, and I think that's just a Sims fan in general. Yeah, it's like these bastards. I'm gonna play this for sixty hours next week. You know, <laughs> and, and and it's just it's because they they just nickel and dime the hell out of you. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, EA, EA in general. Yeah. But the Sims is like the perfect, like put that one up on a pedestal. Yeah, I'm trying to hit all the pops there for you. Um, I just, there's another game coming out called Paralyzed that I may have talked about before mm-hmm. and it's like a, a Sims like, yeah. and I really want it to come out to and be do better. well. 
because and it didn't even have to be better as long as it's just it's good enough to make good them, enough uh, like to, back yeah. to the movies you know just make yeah. we need good competition yeah. there's a lot of things that are hitting monopolies now yeah if it scratches an itch for these people and i and they can go somewhere other than mm-hmm. the sims the sims will have to change the way they do things i do you want my honest opinion on why i i the biggest uh, like obstacle i think they're gonna have to face what's is like the new you said the game's called paralyze paralyves paralyves yeah um is the name like then you're getting big name what are you playing oh the sims the sims everybody yeah. knows what everybody the sims knows the sims no one's gonna know what paralives are not yet or not nobody, yet nobody knew what the sims was before it came out that's true but that's what i'm saying but like hey, but the sims also has a bad reputation growing that's, of like, that's very true of like that nickel and dime nature where you're like this is like paralives is like the sims but it's just it's better in this reason that reason this reason right and so then if they can go do you like the sims but don't want to spend over six hundred dollars to get the full package then get this get paralives you know and they're like oh okay you know and so maybe that's the maybe that's the angle it's like it's like voting against the sims you know yeah. i'm not yeah. voting for paralives i'm voting against the sims yeah you know? yeah which i can get behind that yeah. honestly but that's all that's what i've been thinking about even hey, what are we at now hour 40 oh, all right yeah not yeah we cut out you know some some pauses like an there. hour. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we just got an, an hour, hour of waste. We can't use. Yeah, well, we can't use that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about us. Share us on social media. Yeah. Word of mouth is a huge help. Uh, I've been getting on Twitter more often. Yeah, I've, I've been, been seeing trying it. to tweet yeah. daily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want you to do some Instagramming too. Mm, I'll try. We're gonna yeah. add on to that. Yeah, and then the Facebook group. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll slowly add on to your. We need to make, um, we got to get a password on that. You got to have a passcode to get in. You think so? I think we should. But like, make we'll, it, make we'll, it we exclusive. Can, we can say it in the episode. You right, just yeah, have to listen to the episode, to, the episode to, to, to get in. Yeah. We'll talk about that more. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into the oh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll brainstorm. Let's pump the brakes. We'll put our heads together. I don't mean the one on our shoulders. <laughs> it's docking. Uh, we started a Facebook group that you guys should check out, like we were talking about. Uh, we do have a subreddit that I think should be more active than it is. Our password should be docking. <laughs> no. Uh, we'd love to get some more back and forth going just between ourselves and the listeners and then the listeners within the listeners. I think oh, that'd absolutely. be kind of cool to see just a little bit of community growing on there. Uh, Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us some questions, maybe suggest a password yeah, or, or the next movie that we go, that yeah. we go see. If you ever had any suggestions, anything like that, like you were saying, or wanted to worship us in the, yeah, the, the good church word, of Whelmed, mm-hmm, yeah. the church of Whelmed, uh, you can always look at us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at simply one podcast. You can check out our, uh, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. And then our email is simply mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. And, uh, Next week, we might be talking about either Megan or Knock at the Cabin or something else. Mm. I've heard pretty not great things about, about Knock at the both. Cabin. Or I've heard more mid to good from Megan, whereas Knock at the Cabin, I've been hearing mid to bad. Knock at the Cabin's been very quiet. I haven't heard a whole yeah. lot about it. Yeah. Megan made money hand over fist and got approved for a sequel. But apparently, um, who was it? I don't know if it was Knock at the Cabin. It might have been maybe The Last of Us, a Bermuda. 
Joe from Impractical Jokers mm-hmm. was like on one of the premieres. Okay. Like on the red carpet. Yeah. He's got nothing to do with any of it. Why yeah, is yeah. he there? Yeah, who knows, man? <laughs> and he's just talking about video games. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it, bro. But yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I want to talk about that real quick. The Last of Us mm-hmm. doing really well. Really well. And that makes me happy. Yeah, the third episode, I, I cried really hard. Yeah, the hard. third episode was intense. I do really think we'd hard. need to do a, a mini-sode about The Last of Us series, sure. wrap it up. I think we could do that here coming up soon. Yeah. If you want us to do that sooner than later, let us know. It's in mailbag at gmail.com. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Plug. <sighs> Easy. Uh, next week, like I said, not sure what we're going to talk about. we got some options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the week after that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah. Soon as, yeah, I got a feeling we're going to be on a pretty tight schedule with movies coming out, stuff coming out, games coming out. Yeah. We're going to have a lot to kind of go off of. So I could see us yeah. having to talk about maybe multiple things in one episode. So Potentially, yeah. Maybe longer episodes or... Yeah, that's what I was thinking, maybe. I don't know. But we'll figure it out in time. Yeah, that's the end of the show, Chris. Tell everybody bye. Bye!